0: SECTION 6 OF 100 PROOFS THAT THE EARTH IS NOT A GLOBE. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. 100 PROOFS THAT THE EARTH IS NOT A GLOBE BY WILLIAM CARPENTER. and MATTER. PART 1. APPENDIX TO THE SECOND EDITION. The following letters remain unanswered at the time of going to press, December seventh, eighteen eighty five seventy one Chew Street, Baltimore, november twenty one, eighteen eighty five, R. A. Proctor, Esquire, St. Joe, Missouri, Sir, I have sent you two copies of my one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe, and as several weeks have since elapsed and I have not heard from you i write to inform you that if you have any remarks to make concerning that publication and will let me have them in the course of a week or ten days i will print them if you say what you may wish to say in about five or six hundred words in the second edition of the pamphlet which will very soon be called for allow me to say that as this work is not only dedicated to you but attacks your teachings the public will be looking for something from your pen very shortly. I hope they may not be disappointed. Yours in the cause of truth, W. Carpenter. 71 Chew Street, Baltimore, November 24, 1885. Spencer F. Baird, Esquire, Secretary of the Smithsonian Institution, Washington, D.C. Sir, i had the pleasure several weeks ago of sending you my one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe i hope you received them a second edition is now called for and i should esteem it a favour if you would write me a few words concerning them that i may print with this forthcoming edition as an appendix to them if you think any of the hundred proofs are unsound i will print all you may have to say about them if not over four hundred words as above stated i made richard a proctor esq a similar offer giving him of course a little more space i feel sure that the very great importance of this matter will prompt you to give it your immediate attention i have the honour to be sir yours sincerely william carpenter Copies of the first edition of this pamphlet have been sent to the leading newspapers of this country and of England, and to very many of the most renowned scientific men of the two countries, from the Astronomer Royal of England to Dr. Gilman of Johns Hopkins University, Baltimore. Several copies have been sent to graduates of different universities on application in consequence of the subjoined advertisement which has appeared in several newspapers wanted a scholar of ripe attainments to review carpenter's one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe liberal remuneration offered apply to william carpenter seventy one Chew street baltimore n b no one need apply who has not courage enough to append his name to the review for publication We should be pleased to hear from some of the gentlemen in time for the insertion of their courageous attacks in the third edition. Opinions of the Press This can only be described as an extraordinary book. His arguments are certainly plausible and ingenious, and even the reader who does not agree with him will find a singular interest and fascination in analyzing the 100 proofs. The proofs are set forth in brief, forcible, compact, very clear paragraphs, the meaning of which can be comprehended at a glance. Daily News, September 24. Throughout the entire work there are discernible traces of a strong and reliant mind, and such reliance as can only have been acquired by unbiased observation, laborious investigation, and final conviction and the masterly handling of so profound a theme displays evidence of grave and active researches. There is no groping wildly about in the vagueness of theoretical speculations, no empty hypotheses inflated with base assertions and false illustrations, but the practical and perspicuous conclusions of a mind emancipated from the prevailing influences of fashionable credence and popular prejudice, and subordinate only to those principles emanating from reason and common sense h d t woodbury news september twenty sixth eighteen eighty five we do not profess to be able to overthrow any of his proofs and we must admit and our readers will be inclined to do the same that it is certainly a strange thing that mr william carpenter or any one else should be able to bring together one hundred proofs of anything in the world if that thing is not right while we keep on asking for one proof that is really a satisfactory one on the other side if these hundred proofs are nonsense we cannot prove them to be so and some of our scientific men had better try their hands and we think they will try their heads pretty badly into the bargain the Woodbury News, Baltimore, September 19, 1885. This is a remarkable pamphlet. The author has the courage of his convictions and presents them with no little ingenuity, however musty they may appear to nineteenth century readers. He takes for his text a statement of Professor Proctor's that, quote, The earth on which we live and move seems to be flat. End quote and proceeds with great alacrity to marshal his hundred arguments in proof that it not only seems but is flat an extended plain stretched out in all directions away from the central north he enumerates all the reasons offered by scientists for a belief in the rotundity of the earth and evidently to his own complete satisfaction refutes them he argues that the heavenly bodies were made solely to light this world that the belief in an infinity of worlds is a monstrous dogma contrary to bible teaching and the great stronghold of the infidel and that the church of rome was right when it threw the whole weight of its influence against galileo and copernicus when they taught the revolution of the earth on its axis michigan christian herald october fifteenth eighteen eighty five so many proofs every Saturday, September 26, 1885. A highly instructive and very entertaining work, the book is well worth reading. Protector, Baltimore, October 3, 1885. The book will be sought after and read with peculiar interest. Baltimore Labor Free Press, October 17, 1885. Some of them, the proofs, ARE OF SUFFICIENT FORCE TO DEMAND AN ANSWER FROM THE ADVOCATES OF THE POPULAR THEORY. BALTIMORE EPISCOPAL METHODIST, OCTOBER 28, 1885. SHOWING CONSIDERABLE SMARTNESS BOTH IN CONCEPTION AND ARGUMENT. WESTERN CHRISTIAN ADVOCATE, CINCINNATI, OHIO, OCTOBER 21, 1885. FORCIBLE AND STRIKING IN THE EXTREME, Brooklyn MARKET JOURNAL. Baltimore, Maryland, USA, December 7, 1885. Appendix to Third Edition. Copy of Letter from Richard A. Proctor, Esquire, 5 Montague Street, Russell Square, London, W.C., 12 December 1885, W. Carpenter, Esquire, Baltimore. Dear Sir, I am obliged to you for the copy of your One Hundred Proofs That the Earth Is Not a Globe, and for the evident kindness of your intention in dedicating the work to me the only further remark it occurs to me to offer is that i call myself rather a student of astronomy than an astronomer yours faithfully richard a proctor p s perhaps the pamphlet might more precisely be called one hundred difficulties for young students of astronomy appendix to fourth edition copy of letter from spencer f baird esq smithsonian institution washington d c january sixth eighteen eighty six 1886. dear sir a copy of your one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe was duly received and was deposited in library of congress october 8, eighth eighteen eighty four eighteen eighty five a pressure of much more important work has prevented any attempt at reviewing these hundred proofs which however have doubtless been thoroughly investigated by the inquisitive astronomers and geodeticists of the last four centuries yours very respectfully spencer f baird secretary s i mr william carpenter seventy one chu street baltimore Maryland copy of a letter from one of the several applicants for the one hundred proofs for the purpose of reviewing them the writer is professor of mathematics at a high school auburn new york and in his application for the pamphlet says i am a yale graduate and a yale law school man took the john a porter prize literary two hundred fifty dollars at yale college auburn december tenth eighteen eighty five my dear sir your treatise was received i have looked it over and noted it somewhat a review of it to do it justice would be a somewhat long and laborious task before i undertook so much thought i would write and ask what and how much do you expect how elaborately you wished it discussed and what remuneration might be expected it sets forth many new and strange doctrines which would have to be thoroughly discussed and mastered before reviewed i am hard at work at present but would like to tackle this if it would be for my interest as well as yours hope you will let me know very soon very respectfully to mr w carpenter baltimore Maryland, frank strong Note unless a man be willing to sell his soul for his supposed worldly interest he will not dare to tackle the one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe no man with well-balanced faculties will thus condemn himself we charge the mathematicians of the world that if they cannot say what they think of this pamphlet in a dozen words they are entitled to no other name than cowards baltimore maryland May 22, 1886. Appendix to the Fifth Edition. Editorial from the New York World of August 2, 1886. The Earth is Flat. The iconoclastic tendencies of the age have received new impetus from Mr. William Carpenter, who comes forward with one hundred proofs that the Earth is not a globe, it will be a sad shock to many conservatives who have since their childhood fondly held to the conviction that the earth is round like an orange a little flattened at the poles to find that after all we have been living all these years on a prosaic and unromantic plane is far from satisfactory we have rather gloried in the belief that the semi-barbarous nations on the other side of the earth did not carry their heads in the same direction in which ours point it is hard to accept the assertion that the cannibals on savage islands are walking about on the same level with the civilized nations of our little world. But Mr. Carpenter has one hundred proofs that such is the unsatisfactory truth. Not only that, but the iconoclast claims that we are not whirling through space at a terrible rate, but are absolutely stationary. Some probability is given to this proposition by the present hot weather." The earth seems to be becalmed. If it were moving at the rate of 19 miles a second, wouldn't there be a breeze? This question is thrown out as perhaps offering the 101st proof that the earth is not a globe. Mr. Carpenter may obtain the proof in detail at the office at our usual rates. A revolution will, of course, take place in the school geographies as soon as Mr. Carpenter's theories have been closely studied no longer will the little boy answer the question as to the shape of the earth by the answer which has come ringing down the ages it's round like a ball sir no he'll have to use the unpoetic formula it's flat like a pancake sir but perhaps after we have become used to the new idea it will not be unpleasant the ancients flourished in the belief that the earth was a great plane Why shouldn't we be equally fortunate? It may be romantic, but it is not especially comforting to think that the earth is rushing through space, twisting and curving like a gigantic ball delivered from the hand of an enormous pitcher. Something in the universe might make a base hit if we kept on, and we would be knocked over an aerial fence and never found. Perhaps, after all, it is safer to live on Mr. Carpenter's stationary plane the record of philadelphia june 5 1886 has the following in the literary notes under the title one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe mr william carpenter of baltimore publishes a pamphlet which is interesting on account of the originality of the views advanced and from his standpoint the very logical manner in which he seeks to establish their truth Mr. Carpenter is a disciple of what is called the Zetetic School of Philosophy, and was referee for Mr. John Hampton when that gentleman, in 1870, made a wager with Mr. Alfred R. Wallace of England that the surface of standing water is always level, and therefore that the earth is flat. Since then he has combated his views with much earnestness, both in writing and on the platform, and, whatever opinions we may have on the subject, a perusal of his little book will prove interesting and afford room for careful study. The motto which he puts on the cover, upright, downright, straightforward, is well chosen, for it is an upright lie, a downright invention, and a straightforward butt of a bull at a locomotive. The Florida Times Union, December thirteenth, 1885, editor charles h jones pray mr jones tell us what you mean by an upright lie we have received a pamphlet from a gentleman who thinks to prove that the earth is flat but who succeeds only in showing that he is himself one new york herald december nineteenth eighteen eighty five the reviewer in this case is no doubt a very sharp man but his honesty if he have any at all, is jagged and worn out. The quotations which he gives are fraudulent, there having been nothing like them in the pamphlet. The author of the pamphlet is no flat, although he may perhaps be called a crank. St. Catharines, Canada, Evening Journal, December 23 to say that the contents of the book are erudite and entertaining does not do mr carpenter's astronomical ability half credit the sunday truth buffalo december 27, 1885. the entire work is very ingeniously got up the matter of perspective is treated in a very clever manner and the coming of the hull-down vessels on the horizon is illustrated by several well-worded examples buffalo times december twenty eighth eighteen eighty five the erudite author who travels armed with plans and specifications to fire at the sceptical at a moment's notice feels that he is doing a good work and that his hundred anti-globular conclusions must certainly knock the general belief in territorial rotundity out of time we trust that the distinguished author, who has failed to coax Richard Proctor into a public discussion, may find as many citizens willing to invest two shillings in his peculiar literature as he deserves. Buffalo Courier, December twenty seventh, 1885, and January one, eighteen It is a pleasure now to see a man of Mr. Carpenter's attainments fall into line, and take up the cudgels against the theories of the scientists who have taught this pernicious doctrine, the sphericity of the earth. Rochester Morning Herald, January 13, 1886. As the game stands now, there is One Horse for Professor Carpenter. Buffalo World, January 16, 1886. IT IS INTERESTING TO SHOW HOW MUCH CAN BE SAID IN FAVOR OF THE FLAT WORLD THEORY. IT IS FAIRLY WELL WRITTEN, ALTHOUGH WE BELIEVE FILLED WITH MISSTATEMENTS OF FACTS. ROCHESTER DEMOCRAT AND CHRONICLE, JANUARY 17, 1886. WE BELIEVE THE EDITOR CANNOT POINT ONE OUT. IT IS CERTAINLY WORTH TWICE THE PRICE, AND WILL BE READ BY ALL WITH PECULIAR INTEREST. Scranton Truth, March 8, 1886. Mr. William Carpenter has come to Washington with a hundred proofs that the Earth is not a globe. He has a pamphlet on the subject which is ingenious to say the least, and he is ominously eager to discuss the matter with anyone who still clings to the absurd prejudices of the astronomers. The Hatchet, May 9, 1886. It contains some curious problems for solution, and the author boldly asserts that until they are solved, the globular theory of the earth remains unproven and is fallacious, etc. The Presbyterian, Philadelphia, June 19, 1886. His reasoning is, to say the least, plausible and the book interesting. The Item, Philadelphia, June 10, 1886 mr carpenter seems to have made a thorough investigation of the subject and his arguments are practical and to the point sunday mercury philadelphia june thirteenth eighteen eighty six a gentleman has just called at the editorial rooms with a pamphlet which is designed to demonstrate that the earth is not a globe but a flat disc he has also laid before us a chart from which it plainly appeared that the earth is a circular expanse of land with the north pole in the exact centre and the antarctic sea flowing all around the land we went on to state that we lodged the care of all astronomical questions in the hands of rev r m luther to whom these perplexing matters are but as child's play our readers may therefore expect at an early date a judicial review of the astronomical and cosmological situation. National Baptist, Philadelphia, july 8, eighth, eighteen eighty six, editor doctor Wayland. We hope that the Reverend R M. Luther will give us the means of publishing his decision before any more editions of the Hundred Proofs be issued. We are afraid that he finds the business much more than child's play one hundred proofs that the earth is not a globe by william carpenter is published by the author whose novel and rather startling position is certainly fortified by a number of argumentative points which if they do not shake the reader's preconceived notions on the subject will at least be found entertaining for the style in which they are put evening star philadelphia july twenty two eighteen eighty six His proofs go a long way towards convincing many that his ideas on the subject are practical and sensible. Fashion Journal, Philadelphia, July 1886, Editor, Mrs. F. E. Benedict. One Hundred Proofs That the Earth Is Not a Globe is a curious little pamphlet that we can commend to all interested in astronomy and related sciences. It may not upset received notions on the subject, but will give cause for much serious reflection published by the author william carpenter baltimore Maryland. price twenty five cents the saturday evening post philadelphia july thirty one eighteen eighty six here now is an able thinker of baltimore professor william carpenter who presents the claims of the zetetic philosophy to be considered the leading issue of our times one of the great proofs of the truth of the philosophy is that the regular astronomers do not dare to gainsay it they are well aware there is no south pole professor carpenter in a treatise that has reached us furnishes one hundred proofs that the earth is flat and while we cannot say that we understand all of them we appreciate the earnestness of his appeals to the moral people of the community to rise up and overthrow the miserable system of error that is being forced upon our children in the public schools vitiating the very foundations of knowledge what issue can be more noble or inspiring than truth versus error here is an issue on which there can be no trifling or compromise in the great contest between those who hold the earth is flat and they who contend that it is round, let the flats assert themselves. Milwaukee Sentinel, August 1886, from a long article, The Great Zetetic Issue. End of section 6